there and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. Um, she's been my partner in life for a lot of years now, and um, I have a great deal of honor and respect for her. As just not not just because I, I like hanging out with her, because I, I do, uh, but I've just watched what God has done on her life, uh, and and just who she is in our environment. Um, it's not even it's not even a stretch to. Uh, for no one, no one here is going to have any questions when I would let you know that she's like my co-lead senior pastor here. No one, no one questions that at all because she carries it. She walks in that and she ministers from such a beautiful place of transformation that God's been doing in her life. And I know she's probably going to share some about that this morning. I can't, I, I actually know a little bit about what she's going to share, but I always know that when the Holy Spirit shows up, it's going to be different than what we plan anyway. So I'm really excited to, to have her come. And I'd just like to encourage you guys to just receive her for who she is, pull on the anointing that's on her life and get something from God this morning. Can you do that? Can we, can we do that? Let's, let's welcome her as she comes to minister. One of the things about me is I'm kind of uh, heavy duty in the random department. So I'm like, I, I have notes in my phone and I have my journal and I have a notebook and I have what I typed and it's like 17 directions. But um, I love to follow Holy Spirit on rabbit trails. So I, I get to go all over the place and maybe you'll get to go with me today. We'll wait and see. Haha. <laughs> um, excited to share today. Um, it was Christmas and New Year's Eve and I actually was fighting sickness and not having a lot of fun in my physical body. But I'm like, Lord, I can do this. I can trust you. I can walk in the grace that you have for me. And um, New Year's Eve, we stayed up with the kids. We were going to do something else, but I wasn't feeling up to leaving. So we just stayed home and we're getting ready for bed. It just passed midnight, and um, I walked in to brush my teeth, and I was just on my way. Holy Spirit, what's you know what's a word you have for me uh, this year? And before I finished the question, he gave me an answer, and he just said discovery. I'm like, wow, cool. And I went to bed. That was it. <laughs> but um, the next morning. Um, he just met me and just continued to just pour out little bits and, you know, just showed me different things. And last night we gathered um, Radiant Ladies, different churches coming together and had so much fun. It's just a great time for women, um, for us to gather as women and encourage one another. But uh, before we um, had the meeting, uh, we were praying together and Helen, I told her I was sharing and the word discovery and she had a picture and it was a picture she's like I don't even know if this fits but I saw like a telescope people looking um at a telescope you know like binoculars you know the kind anyway 
the, I pictured the olden days out in the Wild West, you know, the telescope that they would pull out. And I'm like, actually, that's a perfect picture for what I feel like um, God has for us. And um, as Helen mentioned earlier, God's really been connecting some dots lately. And I want to share some of the things that he's been showing me, and they kind of go back 20-some years. And I'm like, wow, Lord, um, it's super fun to see, to kind of get that, you know, 2020 hindsight, you know, that we get sometimes. It's like, oh, that was you. You were working in my life then. And we... Um, Another thing, sorry, I'm jumping. I'm trying to organize my thoughts. It's quite a process in this uh, jumbled mind of mine. But um, the last several months, um, well, longer than that, I've been on this journey, and I've been asking God to um, teach me to live in connection with Holy Spirit, you know, moment to moment. I don't want to just encounter him, you know, in my quiet time and then, you know, when I have a problem and I'm stressed, I'm like, Lord, I need some help right now. <laughs> I do that still. But I wanted to, like, kind of, you know, up my game a little bit. Let's live a life. Because I'm like, Lord, I know you have so much. You're just so amazing. So imagine if you were just, you and me were doing things together all day long. That could be amazing. So I was um, just kind of been on that journey. And Solomon was home at... Um, for Christmas break and we went out to coffee and he sat down I'm like so what's up you know what's God doing in your life and he's like mom I'm just trying to live my life connected to him you know it's just that I'm like yes that's it that's what it's about and you know it was just fun to share that with him you know living that connected life and um you know I know when I first kind of felt like this is what I'm going after. I had all these grand pictures of what it would look like. And, you know, it just hasn't been like that. <laughs> it's way more bumpy, and it's like I forget for a couple of days, or then I stumble into it, you know, an issue. I'm like, Lord, I really need your help right now. And, oh, that's right, I was going to live a connected life. I forgot. <laughs> Let's try again. But it's just been a lot of freedom in walking um, away from performance and from being, con you know, concerned about, I don't know, you know, just always, just the pressure maybe to perform and to be my best all the time. Yes, I want to. But, you know, that external pressure we can put on ourselves to just, um, I don't know, it's like, anyway, anyway, to be Jesus overnight, I guess. I don't know what it was like, but it's been a process. So I want to tell you a story. And a few stories, actually, from my life. Um, about uh, 25 plus years ago, uh, John and I moved down um, to Puyallup here. Um, we'd been living in Seattle um, for three or four years. And um, when I came down, I took a class at the church we were at. Um, that time it was called Livestream Christian Fellowship and Pastor Dave was teaching the class and it was Sunday afternoons and I got to leave the kids with John and go to the class and it was about Christian liberty and I love that class. It was just, I love history already but 
Pastor Dave is just a great anointed teacher. So when he speaks, it's just like, ha, ah, he's sharing. It's like, yes, these guys are amazing. You know, our founding fathers and wonderful things and about how we can live, you know, in Christian liberty, what God intended and does intend for each of us. Um, so one of the lessons uh, that he had talked about um, just kind of stuck with me. And he said, what do you want written um, as your epitaph? So I have to tell my kids, what's an epitaph? Ha, ha, ha. Homeschool mom here. Um, so it's often what's written on a tombstone. You know, beloved father or, you know, these different things. He's like, what would you want said about you when you die, when you pass? And that was the question he put to me and all of us in the class. But I actually took it to heart. And... <laughs> You'll laugh at my process, but I'm like, okay, so what are all the things that I don't like about my life right now? Let's pick the opposite of those, and that's where I'm going. So I'm like, so one of the things I said, a woman of gracious speech. And I just grew up in a house. We yelled, we yelled, we were harsh, we were, you know, that's the way. And I didn't like it about myself, but it was kind of my reality. So I thought, okay, so I want to be a woman of gracious speech. I want to... Um, what are my other things? My mind's drawing a blank. Oh, unoffendable. So I was very critical and very easily offended. And I'm like, well, I don't like it. It's kind of where I'm stuck, but I, this is what I want. So, um, and I want to be patient and very loving. So let me tell you, the recipe for being patient is you have a dozen kids and then poof, you know, Mary Poppins style, we're fixed. No, not really. <laughs> but I think, you know, I said that and just kind of prayed and left it there and um, just kind of for, not really forgot about it, but it wasn't like I wrote it on my hand and said, today we are becoming this, just kind of left it there. But God has been showing me, I mean, it's like just since the first of the year, he's like, that's you. You're becoming. I, he's like, and I'm like, oh, I actually could look in the mirror and see, oh, there is a woman of grace in there. She does know how to be loving and patient. And, oh, my gosh, she's not quite unoffendable, but she's working at it. And it's really, we're getting closer every day. So it was just so powerful for me to see, that's what I said. And God, he just took me at my word, my intention. He said, let's go there. And, you know, happy on our merry way we went and you know um god's been at work all these days so another testimony which actually is earlier i guess chronologically um in december of 92 john and i um we just had two kids that's a long time ago and we were at a conference in spokane washington a group of churches we were a part of gathered there there was a national prophet by the name of Larry Randolph that had come, and he was there. There's like a thousand people or whatever, and he calls John out of the group. And John stands up, and, you know, he says, well, I feel um, like God is saying Psalm 91 is for you. You know, and he said a few other things, but I'm telling you, super short and sweet. I was frankly, unimpressed with, you know, <laughs> it was just so simple. And I just, you know, this is whatever, 22-year-old me, um, very <laughs> opinionated and not so gracious. But um, 
anyway, so we read that psalm and said, oh, that's really good. Um, and within nine months from that time period, the church we were attending um, closed down. Just, you know, things kind of shut down and it was messy and people were hurt. And, you know, Psalm 91 is all about being safe and secure. And I had God just show me that. So I just want to read a um, few things to it. Um, his massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you. God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will find and feel my presence, even in your time of pressure and trouble. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. I was just, ha <laughs> It meant something 25 years ago, you know, right after those things happened. But as I look back over our lives, and I was just looking, you know, in the last week, I'm like, Lord, you've been doing that all along. You've been protecting us, watching over us. And I just felt just the strong echo of the promise at the end that you will be satisfied with a full life, with all that I do for you. It's God talking. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. I'm like, that's what I'm after. I'm after the fullness. So it's um, just been, yeah, really exciting. One more testimony. Um, just two weeks ago, we had a joint service in Sumner, and uh, Mark Tubbs came and ministered to us, and um, he actually called. Um, he said, I woke up this morning, and I felt to pray for someone, minister healing to someone, um, he clarified later, who had a stillborn child. And I'm like, oh, well, there's probably not too many here. That certainly fits for me, but I'm like, I don't necessarily feel like, you know, I need, you know, whatever. Like, that's a tender spot. But I'm like, Lord, you called my name <laughs> without saying I have had a stillborn child. And so I came up to receive prayer, told him that, and um, didn't want to miss the opportunity. And he starts to pray, and he says to me, he's like, somehow you're better from this loss, not bitter. And I couldn't believe it because John and I sat on the edge of the bed in our room. After we got the news, we'd been to the medical, we had everything confirmed. We came home and we sat on the bed in our room. John prayed, and those are the words he prayed. God, this will make us better, not bitter. That was our declaration, you know, 11 plus years ago. And that is exactly what has happened. So I'm just so grateful to God. I'm just wanting to testify that he 
has been working and is continuing to work. And so I just saw myself with this, after Helen's picture last night of the telescope, I saw myself looking back kind of and saying, that's where I was, but this is where he's brought me to. But um, right now I'm feeling like for myself, right now I'm talking lots about myself, but I do feel like this applies to you. But right now I'm wanting to, to share with you things that God is telling me for this season and where I'm looking ahead to um, personally, but also corporately and how that connects with your lives. So I um, was thinking sometimes the key to seeing our greatness is in the discovery um, within ourselves. And last June, um, Pastor Earl Thurner was here and um, he had said multiple things. He was praying for me, but um, when he said these words, you're a prophetic liberator, it just went deep into my spirit. And I'm like, yes, that is me. I know that. You know, it was just words coming that identified who I am, who God has made me and called me to be. And I just knew that. So I just grabbed onto it and I just started declaring that over myself. I'm like, I don't even know what it means, but I know it's me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, you know, of discovery there. Who am I? What does this mean? But then um, just last week when Mark Tubbs was praying for me, um, he said, I hear the word foster over you. And he said, you take people into your spirit, you know, just kind of like a foster parent. And then I'm like, I do that. You're right. I just pull them in and they don't even know how connected they are to me, but I totally feel, I mean, I feel for a lot of us, that's a pastoral heart. You know, I would say it's a heart of a mom, but dads have it too, you know, sometimes. But, and he was also just speaking over me. He said, you're a woman of covenant. You birth covenant and you impart covenant. And I was just like, wow, Lord, I didn't. I mean, again, he said the words and I thought, that's me. I know that's me. Again, I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I want to discover, you know, what it does mean because um, I believe it's significant to um, what he has and what he wants to do through me and through us. And the last thing Mark Tubb spoke over me um, was, I just see these words, nothing is impossible with God. That's your slogan. And I was like, huh, really? And I'm like, there's part of me that like wanted that, but I'm like, I don't know if it's already my slogan. Then I thought, oh, I get to choose. Yay, he sees it. He's seeing into, you know, he's asking God to give him insight. So I'm like, oh. That's my new slogan. Nothing is impossible with God. So part of that, that I feel like for us is just that discovery for each of us to discover what does God say about what's your slogan? You know, what does he have for you? What do you carry? Because that's something like 25 years ago when Dave said, what do you want, you know, is your epitaph? Like, ah, I have a slogan now to aim my faith at. But the good news is now I have tools. I can actually be intentional. I don't have to, you know, just go along my merry way. Um, I can actually make some declarations. I can start stirring that. And I can tell people, this is what God says about me. So please bring your impossible situations to, you know, with me. I want to partner with you. Because that's how we grow things. And we're like, well, I don't know, but, you know, God's a really big God and, you know, Nothing should be impossible, you know, with him. So let's let's reach for this. So um, uh, 
when was it? Like about a week ago, I, you know, had just been pondering uh, discovery and that and felt, um, well, I was reading, I, I do this when, especially when my heart gets a little discouraged or something. So I, I hop on to um, look at prophetic words to encourage myself in the Lord. God, what are you speaking? Um, so I hopped on and this was a prophetic word um, from a woman named Helen Calder. She lives in Australia. And she said God had given her three words for the year. And before I opened it up, I just thought, huh, well, God, I don't need the confirmation because I'm, you know, I know what I heard from you. But it was super fun for me to open up and her first word was discovery. <laughs> so I just want to read you just a little bit that I've been chewing on that she gave. And she said, um, 2019 is a year of discovery. And discovery means something is already waiting. It already exists and it's awaiting you. 2019 is going to be a year characterized by the discovery of the more that God has made available to you. Discoveries lead to breakthroughs. They lead to inventions and innovations. Discovery leads to progress. And there was this <laughs> thoughtful um, thought that says, during a season of discovery, you may find that you are out of your comfort zone. You may feel as though you have marched off the map like explorers of old, but God knows your location and there is something of great value your father has prepared for you to discover. So a few weeks ago, we were just, it was I think after service, we were sitting here and I looked over at Pastor Dave and all of a sudden I just heard the Lord say, he's a dream midwife. It was super fun to tell him this word, too. <laughs> he did assure me his manhood is not threatened by being called a midwife. But I thought, oh, he is. He's someone who helps to bring forth others' dreams. You know, he's a gifted teacher and a genuine father. You know, he has a heart for others. He serves the people in our community. He serves people in Africa, around the world. Yet guess what? He's here in our midst week after week. Like, he is carrying an incredible anointing. I mean, it was released maybe before we even had it, certainly not the name Dream Midwife for it, but before we knew. But I'm like, now we know. I mean, I just think that, Dave, God has so much for you this year. And, I mean, for us in our midst, I just encourage you, connect with Dave. Help him. I mean, I feel like, you know what a midwife does? Um... They're there at the birth. They're there at the beginning. They're not there at the graduation celebration, you know, of your child. They're there at the beginning. So Dave, in helping to discover the dreams and the identity, what does it look like? I mean, I think he even has a class that he's helped people dream or vision, I don't, casting, something like that. But maybe, Dave, we can partner together and we can do something intentional to um, just see some dreams launched for people in their hearts. Um, another testimony that God showed me um, in connecting the dots is um, about eight years ago, um, in April, it will be eight years, we made our first trip to Bethel Church down in Reading, and John and a couple of others had the opportunity to meet with Steve Backland. 
Um, he's one of the leaders. At that time, it was, the ministry was Global Legacy. He's passed that off. He has his own ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries. And um, John got to sit down with him, and Steve uh, was prophesying over them. And Steve gave John a word. It was an acronym for his name. Uh, it was a joyous overcoming Nehemiah. He called him a quick builder. So it was a wonderful word. It's like, woohoo, yay God. So, um, you know, we've walked through these last few years and, you know, it's maybe been a little bit challenging uh, believing these words for those of you that have known us for these you know, last eight, 10 or 20 years. And it's like, but it just reminded me as I was reading over it, you know, God brought it to mind that God gives words that don't appear to be true right away. You know, think of Abraham, you know, he changed his name, ha, father of many nations, ha, and he couldn't even bear a son, you know, at that time. And it's like, wow, okay, or Gideon, you know, Hey, you mighty warrior, hide now down there, you know? <laughs> it's like, who, me? So I just, um, no, but I feel like there is something coming. There is a breakthrough. There is a change. I love numbers. I love their meaning. I love, you know, eight years it's been, hey, new beginnings. Let's go, God. <laughs> but at the same time um, that John met with Steve Backland, he was speaking some words over our church that time, and John was just stepping into... Um, senior leadership and co-leading with um, our former pastor. And, you know, he said, your church is in a laboratory season. Just, you know, go for it, experiment, and prophesied about our building. I'm like, wow, lots of stuff. But another thing he said is, there will be a catalytic woman that come forth in our church. And we would see things shift. She would carry keys for us. And you know, for different ones of us, women at the time were like, I want to be that. I want to be that catalytic woman. I want to make a difference. I want to um, bring that um, change. And um, <laughs> just about sometime last year, less than a year ago, um, we were gathered with uh, Revival Cry um, leaders. We were praying for our region, and we were um, over at Pastor Kevin's church in Sumner. And Chris Bassett, who was actually the pastor of Passion Worship Center, um, you know, was speaking. And all of a sudden, he looked straight across to Helen, and he said, you're a catalyst. And I'm like, ah, oh. all of a sudden, Holy Spirit brought that to remembrance. And I'm like, oh my gosh. She's the catalytic woman. <laughs> so I had to tell her this morning because honestly, I forgot. I mean, that was a year and it didn't, but God's been connecting the dots. So no pressure, Helen. We love you. But, you know, we have great expectations, you know, the season of breakthrough, things that God is doing in our midst and setting us up for greatness. But um, just this last week, I guess it was January 5th, I had a dream. And uh, the last thing in the dream, I woke up and remembered just a little bit, um, was Val King. She's um, uh, prophetic, carries a strong prophetic anointing. She goes to Passion Worship Center as well. But in the dream, Val was standing next to me. There was a woman, and she was patting the woman just right here. And she's looking. Her eyes are looking at me. She's saying, tell me the value of these bones. 
And um, for some of you that know, um, anyway, God's been saying a lot about bones, dry bones and different things about bones and that. So when he said, tell me the value, I just knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying, you need to communicate value, speak identity, speak life, speak truth, and speak um, to these bones. And, you know, I know John has shared some. We've certainly been singing about these songs. But I felt, um, I feel that this is a year of seeing ourselves in a new light. Discovering in um, John 10, 10, second half says, Jesus said, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. In the morning after I um, dreamt this dream, I opened up my Bible and I was reading in John 7. The passage that was highlighted to me was uh, verses 27 and 28. Jesus is talking, but I want to read it. I want you to think like it's you saying it. So you think you know me and where I come from, but you don't know the one who sent me the Father who was always faithful. I haven't come simply on my own initiative. The Father has sent me here, and I know all about him, for I have come from his presence. I just think that, you know, that's a key for each of us. You know, I've come from his presence. One of the secrets for knowing more about ourselves, about others, is time in his presence. It's here that we learn more about God and his value for each of us. So this morning, I just want to just take some time and just speak over different ones. And I actually want to invite Mark and Teresa, you're here. I want to put you on the spot, if that's okay. You guys are usually good with most anything. Um, we just be asking the Lord, um, people um, that God's laid on your heart or will in the next 30 seconds. So, but I believe God wants to speak some things over us and to us and give us that telescope to seize out who am I, God? Who do you say that I am? Because honestly, each and every one of us is amazing, really amazing. And when we set our hearts to partner with him to walk in that way he just can do so much it's just profound all that he can do i mean you know we look at great people you know like bill johnson it's like he had the same opportunity we do to you know partner with holy spirit that we do i mean they're just you know god's no respecter of persons anyone who says sign me up god you know he comes and he partners with us So I want to pray for us. God, I thank you. Thank you for all the wonders that you have hidden, waiting to be discovered in each of us, Lord. Lord, I just hear you saying, you want to start with us because there's so much more for us to discover in those around us. But right now, Lord, you want to talk to us about us. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come speak.
reveal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.